What's happening, everybody? I am uh, doing my Friday episode here, and one of my goals with the podcast is to be able to have on with us, besides people that are telling stupid stories of my childhood or or different experiences, actually having people from my my little tiny one-square-mile hometown who have accomplished things... um, Strangely, in this one small little square you know, square mile town, we have uh, quite a bit of talent. Whether it was athletically, um, ability, like I can't even possibly fathom the ability to be able to write a, a book to hold the attention of uh, of anybody. But I can't even. I, I, I've said before, I have trouble. I have to like read a sentence four times for it to comprehend. So shows you how well I paid attention in school. But my, my guest today is Eileen Catania Dudek. Am I pronouncing your married name correct? You are. Um, and Eileen and I go back probably, I don't even want to say the number of years, cause, uh, but for it, it, it's been a long time since, uh, since we both lived in Woodridge. Uh, we went to high school together, and um, you know, I played probably Little League w- with, your, with your brothers at one point or another, so that's how far back we're talking, and, and I'm... I'm pretty old so you are seem very young so by comparison you know my my mom told me never reference a woman's age but uh, for me I'm I'm getting there in age I can tell by the gray hair and my beard and you still uh from your profile and and uh Facebook social media presence you still look like the same girl I remember growing up in Woodridge so uh you're holding it together much better than I am it's like you know bubble gum and rubber bands over here so we're trying to make it (laughs) well thank you um, so the reason I wanted to have you on is uh, talk a little bit about uh, your book. You're, you're an author. You've written uh, several books, but uh, I wanted to get into, before we go into that, you, what part, are you still live in New Jersey, right? I am. I'm in Nutley, New Jersey. Okay. And, um, and you're married. You have, you, you have two, two boys. How? I do. And just so you know, um, let me just let you know, um, my name actually is not, uh, it's Eileen Dudek, it's not Eileen Catania Dudek, oh. Catania is just sort of put in there as my maiden name just for people to find me, but just to, to throw it out there, it's Eileen Dudek. Very good, my, my apologies, I, uh, I'm, I'm assuming when people are looking for your, looking up authors, it does make quite a bit of difference to be able to actually have the accurate author name, so my, my faux pas on that. <laughs> no um, problem. So, all right, so we went to, we went to school together, you stayed in, in Bergen County, you stayed in New Jersey, um, you're married, you have two kids, w- w- where did you end up going to? Did you end up going to one of the local schools, like one of like the the William Patterson or like Montclair? Where did you did you end up going to school there? I did. I went to Montclair State University in Montclair, and and I went for English creative writing. So I sort of always had this kind of writing bug in me. And that was kind of my question. Like people go to school uh, um, and and have a degree uh, that they follow, and they don't they don't necessarily get a chance to translate it. So you you went to school. This was a passion. Since you were a kid, I mean, wh- how far back do you remember writing stories or, or whether, you know, essays or things like that, that, that is, that kind of captured your, your bug for wanting to do this? Oh my God. So far back. So I remember 
you know, I was five years old when I was writing a story about um, a kabasi that I was about to eat. And that's like, <laughs> you know, my mom's ode to, you know, my writing abilities. She, she claims she, she held on to this story for years and years and years. And I may just resurrect it one day, you know. But um, since I was really, really young, I just always loved to write these crazy stories. And um, it really followed me through high school and college and even into my career. I, I went into advertising and writing and, um, you know, I just really was trying to follow this passion of mine and try to, you know, make a living while doing it. And I worked in New York City and I went to California for a while. So it really just has been a long road and journey of writing for me. So you you had this career in advertising. Tell me a little bit about that aspect of it. Was it was it the creative side of advertising where, uh, like I picture, um, you know, Jennifer Aniston in a movie in front of a board writing out these slogans and, and was it that type of, did it apply, you know, was it applicable the same way there or were you proof, proofing or editing? How did the, the writing translate into the marketing? How, what was the connection there? Oh, no, it was absolutely copywriting. So um, it was... Um, you know, doing the actual writing for um, advertising and for um, print ads and e-blasts. So I worked at Mon- um, sorry, Movado Group for many, many years. And um, I sort of started at the ground there and worked my way up. And it really was just the creative writing of it. They would give you a project, a stack of assignments to work on every day. And you just like cranked out the writing um, that ended up on their website, on their radio ads, just anything like press releases, anything that I could create and write for them is was my job. So this is clearly, clearly this is a passion where you can take things where you want to go as opposed to being basically assigned a task. I mean, this has to be very, very cool. And I know this isn't your first installment. Why don't you tell me a little bit about this this particular uh, uh, book? Or how do you, do you call them volumes, episodes? How do you... How do you classify uh, the number of, is, is this volume six? Is this just story six or how do you do that? Um, I, I guess I would just say it's like book number one, book two. Um, it's all part of the same series. So it's the Little Ant series. And it sort of all began um, when Movado Group had laid me off in like two, 2017. And like I was sitting um, potty training my son at the time and it was literally at that moment that he was sitting there and sort of waiting for things to happen and you know he said Ma can you tell me a story and I was like sure I guess I can do that so as he as we sat there you know I came up with this idea of a little Anne character that's in the toilet and he gets flushed out into the world and what kind of like, crazy journeys could he go on as he's trying to find his way home and um, it just all came to me all in that moment which was really really fun um, I ran downstairs, um, I threw it all out. It took me probably a day to just draw everything and uh, write the story. It just, just all came together. And it was it was almost like it was waiting to happen, you know. So, um, you know, I decided to self-publish from there, and um, which basically means I don't send my story out to be approved by a publishing company. It's, you know, I get everything together. I, I do the cover, I write the story, I hand-draw everything, and then I you know, outline it all in black marker and I put it into Photoshop and then I move everything around. So I'm touching the files. I'm doing all the work to bring my vision to life. And then um, when I'm done, I send it out to KDP or Amazon. It's a part of Amazon that 
um, does self-publishing, and they'll just print it for you. So there's nobody saying, like, take this out or don't do that. You know, it's all my vision. And it was really fun because I, like, captured that one moment of him potty training, and it's actually in the first page of my book. You you see, like, a little tushy there and the <laughs> ant in the toilet saying, oh, no, don't do it. And um, And it was, like, the perfect start to my series because it just captured – um, just the fun loving, lighthearted craziness of it all, you know, and it's, if you like the first page, you would have to check out the second page because the second page is even funnier. You know, you have to go buy the book for that, but so, it, it was just really a great start to, to this whole series. I mean, what great, great inspiration. I mean, I, I try to tell my wife, my best inspiration comes from, from being in the bathroom, but I, I've never actually <laughs> been able to put together a book series from it, but that is, that is really cool. So um, now, how old are your boys? So, um, my one son, Matthew, is 12, and Alex is 7. So, um, <laughs> so now, does Alex know, like, he, he's the inspiration for getting this whole thing off the ground, or is it, uh, is he aware of, of, are the guys <laughs> aware of the books, are they aware how, like, where the, the inspiration, the muse came from? Well, it's kind of funny because before we got started, I was sort of like practicing and, you know, my one son, Matthew, was up here talking to me and Alex is downstairs and, you know, I, I, I'm telling Matthew, like, the inspiration of where it all came from and he's yelling down to Alex and Alex was like, oh, okay, cool. No big you know, deal. and I'm like, what do you mean? Okay, cool. I'm like, this is, this is like my passion. This is, this was the moment it all began. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, ah, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, your loved ones are your biggest critics, you know, especially my, you know, my very honest children Uh, from the mouths of babes is the expression. Right. So, uh, so, but listen, it, it, so it originates from that you, you are able to, now, are you able to, at this point, we're talking three years later, are you able to, um, do you have to go back? Are you, are you working a full-time job now? Uh, the world has 2020 obviously is, is the world is upside down. So there's so many different nuance to things that, that parents have to think about uh, just in their day to day. Are you back to a full-time job or are you able to focus on this? Um, what, it, what kind of interaction are you having during the day with the boys? Are they in school, out of school? What is the current environment of where you're at in, in Nutley? So um, things are, as you say, very upside down. Um, my one son, Matthew, who's 12, he is all virtual. He has not gone back to school since March, I guess, of, you know, earlier this year. Right. Um, so he is all virtual. He, we're just waiting, hopefully, till January to kind of get him back into some kind of hybrid schedule. Um, Alex has started a little bit going back to school, like, two half days a week. So it's hybrid. He's in school a little bit, and then he's doing the rest online from home. Um, that's going to end uh, next week, I think, for Thanksgiving on to January. Uh, they're going to close it all down, and we're all going to just be 100% virtual. So um, that puts a lot on my plate because I, I'm here to kind of support them, and that needs to kind of be my main focus, really, is just to make sure they're getting educated and they their needs are being met um, because otherwise, you know, that's, that's sort of just my, my job as a mom. Right, um, And then as far as full-time work um, – you know, my books have been full-time for the last three or four years, and um, it's just how it's going to continue for sure. You know, I mean, I really enjoy writing. Uh, I haven't um, really thought about going back to work in a corporate environment. So, you know, I I think I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing. I'm writing the books, I'm marketing, I'm getting out there doing my story times, um, promoting them, 
and you know, doing podcasts. Thank you right. for the very first one ever. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's that's sort of in my day, you know, I'm helping the kids at school and then I'm doing what I can with my, with my books to try to support them and bring them along in this kind of crazy time, you know? So we had talked about uh, when we were just talking before we started uh, putting this together and I was saying how, you know, doing the podcast, I also had a career in marketing. Um, You know, I did a different side of marketing, not copywriting or editing. I was more media planning and buying for for clients and their, you know, their needs to get on either TV, radio, print. Um, And I I enjoyed that career very much. Uh, Having to take care of my parents, moving to Florida and help take care of my parents. My my time has shifted also. And it, it definitely the perspective changes where it's, you know, I think to myself, it would be tough to go back to being in a corporate environment, having to be tied to that schedule of what the expectation is. Um, for me, though, the the hardest thing really is uh, balancing my time and, and a lot of what goes into it. So you had just said, you know, self-publishing and illustrations. When you sit down, so you have, okay, so this first inspiration comes from potty training. Um, when you sit down and you start to put together, okay, I want to do my next installment in, in the Little Ant series. What is, like, time frame? Like, you, an idea comes to you, and does it take you six weeks? Like, for me, the, the thought of having to draw out, illustrate, put together, like, that is so scary to me as someone who doesn't have that skill set. But for you, is that something you're at a point now where you could kind of uh, turn that around in a relatively good time frame? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that's one of the best parts of my job is, is the drawing of it all. You know, I mean, I just, I love illustrating. It's super fun. And when I get an idea, it is so like burning and passionate and just had to be done yesterday that I like get obsessed and I, I have to get it done. And I, uh, I, I focus so tightly on it that I, I end up, you know, um, sometimes I can put together, you know, my whole story and all my drawings together in just like weeks. Uh, it's done. And then the rest of the time, you know, cause I, I would say it's about a four month period between the moment I think of the idea to the time it gets published. And, you know, within the first couple of weeks, even sometimes days, the, the, the meat of it is already there, right. you know, and then the rest of the time is just editing it and, tweaking um, it. you know, trying to, um, well, I'm sorry, like tweaking it, like, like you, you have the oh, nuts definitely. and the bolts and then you're kind of shifting things around like this will fit better here or, or absolutely a hundred percent. Yep. And then like the thing that gets tricky though, is that the second I change a word here, or I change an idea here, then I have to go back and redraw the whole page because it'll change things. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't work. And it's really, it's really hard because now I gotta, you know, it's painstaking. It's definitely a labor of love. You know, I have to sit there and draw it all over again, you know, and oh, wait a second, that doesn't work. And I gotta draw that page again, you know, so everything is just all connected and you know, the second you make change, one change, it affects everything. And, you know, it's really probably like four months before it's finally where I want it to be. And I'm like, this is it. This is my book. This is what I love. This is what I envisioned. And it and it gets out there. So, and the second I hit publish, yeah, the second I hit publish, it's available. That's the best part, that's too. It's cool. like there's no lead time, There's no, like, delay in it. You know, it's as soon as it's done, it's done. It doesn't have to go to the press anymore. There's no more going to the press for the book. So all these all these things you just described, out of all of it, what is the absolute, like, your favorite part? Is it coming up with the inspiration, or is it the illustration? I mean, are, are the stories coming from things that go on with the kids, or is it just c- completely random or a mix? I mean, and and what is the part that... 
when you're doing it, like you're smiling from ear to ear. Like this is the part I love the most about putting this together. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely the inspiration comes from my kids and what happens to us during the day. I mean, there's so many stories and so many things that are happening that are funny. Like, whatever makes me kind of laugh out loud is basically where I get my inspiration from. I'm like, oh, my God, that's hysterical. Like, that has to be a story. Um, So that's usually I'm taking it straight from my own life experiences and what my kids are going through. Um, And my favorite part, for sure, is, you know, when I'm writing the story and I'm sort of like sneaking in all these like personal details. I mean, I think that's the best part about self-publishing too, is that nobody's there to cut, cut these details out, you know? So it like makes my story my own and really connects me to it, you know? Um, so like one thing about my books, there's, there's none of the characters have names. So you have like the little ant, you have the caterpillar, you have the shadow bully, nobody's named. But then, you know, I was writing my one book, which is Little Ant Here's a Noise, and it happened, I was writing it when my dog passed away. So it was like so heartbreaking. I was like, oh my God, this is really, really tough. And right before I hit publish, I was like, wait a second, let me get my dog into this book. And that was like such an aha moment for me. Cause I was like, oh my God, I have the power to do this. So out of all my books, there's one page that says, was it Tucker with his garbage can? And I was like, oh, Tucker, you know, you're there. You're here forever with me in the story. And that was like one little like, personal moment that I was like, yes, this, this makes this book like my own. That's awesome. Stuff like that's really cool. And that's, I mean, listen, you're talking to someone whose podcast is 16 W with Norman. I mean, anybody who follows any of our Instagram or our Facebook stuff knows that Norman, Norman is definitely, uh, my, my sidekick. He's, uh, he's literally sleeping right behind me. I'm, I'm surprised the snoring hasn't bled through. So, um, so I can appreciate that. And, and, and not having kids, you know, uh, I have, I have, gosh, I think I have like seven nephews and one niece, uh, ranging from ages three to 23 or 24. Um, oh my God. yeah, so we have, we have a pretty wide range. My wife and I are separated by a few years and, and I'm the youngest in my family and she's one of the older siblings in her family. So we have this, this broad range of stuff and, just seeing some of the things that my nephew, my one particular nephew, I have one particular nephew, the things he gets into, um, there, there could be, if I actually had the skill set, there could be volumes. I mean, like Encyclopedia Britannica, I don't even know if they make Encyclopedia Britannica anymore, <laughs> but Encyclopedia Britannica volumes of what yeah. this kid gets into. And it, it has to be very cool to watch um, someone that's a part of you help you to inspire you to to be able to do something that you love, that that. That to me is is um, is what it's all about to be able to be to do that. So while you're going through and all this stuff is going on, you know, we we touched a little bit on the world being upside down. How drastically is your day affected? I mean, besides the homeschooling, I mean that's that's one component to it. Does it make it more difficult, or is everything so electronic that the fact that things aren't as face to? I mean, I'm in I'm in Tampa. You're in New Jersey. We could have this conversation. Is the world gotten smaller and the pandemic isn't as big of an issue or has the pandemic caused an issue for you in this on a day-to-day you know, basis? Well, it's definitely changed um, the way that I do business for sure. And I think it's for the better, shockingly. Um, you know, up until this point, I sort of promoted my books very locally. Um, I really like doing story times at like libraries and schools and you get to see the kids and you get to interact and really see the joy on their faces when you're reading your story. So that's really been my focus up until the pandemic is just very local 
um, connections with people, you know? Right. And then once the pandemic hit and there's no more live events going on and libraries were closed for a long time and schools were closed. So, you know, there goes that idea. Um, it sort of forced me to look at more online uh, virtual story times, um, maybe collaborating with, with other people to do these story times. And um, it's, it's good. It's, it's kind of opened up my eyes to like the great big world that's out there. You know, I, I did Facebook advertising for the first time like a month ago, and I got a report saying that 14,000 people saw my ad. And I, I almost fell over. I was like, 14,000 people? Is that, I was like, is that a mistake? You know, I never even thought, you know, hello, like the whole world is is dealing with the same problem I'm dealing with. Everybody is right. is trying to get through this coronavirus, and um and kids in particular, they're like, how do you explain this to them? How do you tell them that everything is going to be okay? And and really, what's happening? Why are playgrounds closed and schools are closed and and you can't really see your friends? That's sort of how it's been lately in New Jersey. Right. And um, you know, and it it kind of opened my eyes to like the greater world out there. You know, let me get out, get my word out and my story out to you know the country. And not just my local connections, you know. So when when this is all over, because hopefully it will be very soon, I got to remember, you know, I, I do love to connect with people, go to craft fairs, and and share my journey, and get their journey, and share tips and advice, and and really connect. But I have to, I want to remember to keep doing this online stuff and doing the podcasts, and you know, really broadening my horizons because there's there's so many more people out there to reach, you know? Yeah. And, and Facebook, you know, listen, as a human being on earth, the scary part about their ability to reach the, the specific person you're looking to reach it, 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 from a, from a living on the planet and, and uh, privacy type stuff, it can be scary. But from a, from a marketing standpoint, which is a lot of what I did to be able to pinpoint, to say, Hey, uh, my stories. And that's what I was going to ask you next is, you know, your primary audience, is it moms with children ages two to five, two to seven? What, what is that? What is your ideal parent that you are trying to reach that's going to want to pick up the book that they can, that they can read to the kids at, at night or on the toilet or uh, at bedtime? Or who is that? <laughs> who is that wheelhouse that you're trying to reach? Well, definitely the age group is from three to eight. But I would say like the sweet spot is probably around five. Okay. Um, like my, my stories are pretty fast moving. Uh, there's only about two sentences per page and the sentences are rhyming. Um, the words are pretty easy. So it's sort of with um, – I've written them with it in mind that like the kids are going to pick it up on their own at some point and read it themselves, right. you know? Right, So and it, And it definitely like – keeps their attention by being like short and sweet and straight to the point, but fun and exciting and silly. Like I definitely think that it's, it's for the younger group to really enjoy and, and love before bedtime, that kind of thing. So I'll, I'll try to reach the parents of that kind of age group. Okay. So then before I get into the, the promotion of, of how we find you and all this other stuff, my one, my one kind of last question, next steps for you is, is this where you want to stay, or do you feel like that you have in you somewhere a story like a like a, a novel, or even a you know 
Look, I, I readily admit, I, I wait for uh, I wait for books to come to onto the screen. I, I don't have the attention span. I went to good old Woodridge High School. I wasn't on the National Honor Society. I think I scathed by because I, I sort of was a some semi athlete. Um, but uh, so I, I'm not a big book reader. But do you feel like that you want to? Gra- I don't want to say graduate. That's not the right word. Do you want to progress in the way you write so that you're reaching an audience? Um, that is not just for not just for that you know three to eight year old parent or you know five year old kid that that's reading a book that you have a novel in you somewhere. Well, it's funny you say that because way back when when I was in college, I definitely loved writing um, kind of like horror stories. You know, it's it's more like my thing to write more adult kind of content. You right. know. Um, something suspenseful, more like Stephen King kind of stuff. So to switch and do uh, children's books seems a little strange to me in my whole journey. But um, but I think the huge component to this is that I really, really love to draw. And I don't think I ever want to give that up, you know? So part of me is like, oh, maybe I can write like a longer story or even like young adult or something, like something really like I can really sink my teeth into, you know? But I, I don't know if I would give up the illustrations, you know? I just really love that part of it and just visually bringing my stories to life. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to do a, an, an adult book with with characters, like little ant characters in it, you know? Right. So I don't know if I, if I would ever take that step, maybe just for fun, just to, just to do it. But I think, I think my heart is really into the drawing and the story and writing the story together, you know? That's, that's very cool. I mean, and to have the ability to do all that and then to have the flexibility to be able to to not be kind of held to your feet to the fire on editing and things like that. That, that, that's a very liberating feeling to be able to do the things that you, that you enjoy and that you're able to do on your, on your clock that you're not having to, Oh, another edit on page six of, you know, whatever the case may be, that would be the frustrating part about me. It would make it more into a job than a passion. So with all that said, how do people find you? What website? Um, do you have any upcoming story times? Are you, uh, you know, what are your plans for promoting? Now, I, we touched on it briefly. This is the sixth book in this series. Um, do you already have a, uh, like a seventh, eighth, ninth ready to go? Or are you just kind of, you, you the book's ready to go. You're going to promote this one and then on to the next. And then what is your plan to, pr- to promote? Well, um, so the the new book that we're talking about is Little Ant and the Epic Battle. Um, and this is all about um, the coronavirus and the little ant is getting all of his bug friends to come join an army and fight the germs, which I think is is really a great concept and very timely, obviously. Yep. But, um, <laughs> it's, but I definitely found a way to to offer it in like a lighthearted manner, which was good because I, I sort of wasn't sure how this was going to go. Um, you know, I ended up, you know, in March and April, uh, wandering around the streets of Nutley because that's all we could really do. And I ended up turning down a block and running into an old daycare teacher and a friend of mine. And we started talking and she gave me just a spark of inspiration that I was looking for to sort of pick this up, you know, because I really wasn't focusing at the time on writing or doing anything but homeschooling my children, you know. Right. And, um, you know, we were just chatting away and she just happened to give me just an idea and I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. And I came home, and I, I, I'm telling you, I wrote this story in, like, two hours flat. It was so fast. It was, like, such a great uh, a great book to write because it, it really is just such a fun – like, I didn't think I could find the fun in today's 
crazy times, but I really was able to like lighten it up and make it like easy to understand and empowering a little bit. So, um, you know, so I got this book out and so it's brand new. So that's Little Ant and the Epic Battle, which is now what I'm going to be promoting. Um, but it just shows you, you know, I, I really don't know what is on the horizon for book seven, eight, and nine, because I, so that's, this is sort of how I live my life. You know, I'm sort of just kind of, um, hanging out, doing my thing, promoting my previous books and, you know, keeping my eyes open on what's next. Um, and then all of a sudden it just hits me. So, you know, I really don't know where, uh, book seven is going to go. And I was really surprised to have book six come out of me at the time that I really didn't think anything was going to pop out. And here it was, it's like now my favorite book. So I'm not sure. So I'm going to keep, you know, promoting this book for now and, um, you know, get it out there. I have some story times coming up. Um, where are there those? might be. So, yeah, so I'll be doing probably an online story time for the holidays. I may be partnering with an art studio to do that. Um, I may be doing a book signing at Staples, which, by the way, Staples is awesome. They will support um, small businesses and entrepreneurs. They let me set up a table in front of their store, like in their lobby and just promote my books, which is amazing. That's great. And um, like for the spring, I'm going to be doing some story times uh, outside with some daycares. So I'm already in talks with that. So, uh, you know, definitely keep an eye out on my website, littleantstories.com, because that will tell you all the events and all my inspiration behind the books. And also amazon.com. That's my big my big place to get my books. But I'm also on uh, walmart.com, uh, barnesandnoble.com. So all these like different places, but Amazon is like my go-to. Yeah, Amazon so if is... you're ever trying to pick up... Amazon yeah. is the place to get just about anything and everything. And, and I'm actually, I'm, you know, I looked it up to check to see if I wanted to order the book uh, because I am an Amazonaholic. Uh, I have Amazon yeah. Prime. Uh, if, uh-huh. if I ordered the book today, I could have it by November 23rd. If you are out there and you're listening to this and you have um, children in that age range, uh, three to eight, and you're looking to find some stories for them to not only just for you to read to them, but for them to be able to start to follow along and help them in their progression to be able to to get to the point where they're reading the stories on their own or uh, following the illustrations. Uh, Eileen does everything. Eileen Dudek is the author. The name of this book is uh, Little Ant and the Epic Battle. It's available on Amazon. Guys, go out and check out the book. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you, you will, uh, maybe get some inspiration, uh, next time you have the kids on the, on the toilet, uh, maybe you'll come up with a book of your own, uh, and and get creative that way. But Eileen, thank you so much for coming on. I do appreciate you taking the time this morning and, um, I wish you guys the best up there, uh, with everything that's kind of rekindling now. And, and I hope you have a safe holiday and, um, and, you know, I look forward to, to following the book series going forward. Thank you so much, Mike. I had so much fun today. It was, it was really a great time. Good. I'm glad. And I will definitely, when we post this, uh, we'll be able to tag anything in there so that you can uh, put links onto the post so that, you know, people know how to find you. Uh, I will, again, uh, you're better at writing books and illustrating books than I am at doing a podcast. So we'll work <laughs> it out. But I think we made it through okay. I don't know if the YouTube channel actually picked up um, when we started to record, but everything else seems to have gone okay. So uh, hopefully this will help you to get the word out there. And um, I lo- I, it's so great to catch up with you. I, I have a happy, safe holiday with you and the kids and, and your husband. I enjoy. Thank you. To you too, okay? T- take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.